welcome. You're listening to The Brief Key. My name is Saul James, your host. I'm joined for this radio interview by the wonderful Madeline Lindsay. Hello there, Madeline. Hello there. And Madeline is um, here with us because she has a wealth of life experience and connections and contact with people who have suffered with mental health issues. And um, she's here because she is somebody who I hugely respect as an individual and somebody who has a huge amount of compassion and kindness for people around her. And I can vouch for that personally because I can also say that she is my mother. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, she's willing to admit that. Fantastic. Um, thank you very much, Madeline, for joining us. You're welcome. So that people have some <laughs> understanding of your connection to the world of mental health awareness. How does your world come into contact with people who struggle with mental health? And how do you think awareness campaigns like this one help? Um, My current world and my more recent past, um, I'd say I've come into contact with people with mental health problems through my work, which is housing, which I always focused on homelessness. And I had a particular focus in my caseload on people with mental health problems. Um, And had several clients on psychiatric wards. And, yeah, that was... That still does, to some extent, apply. I still do some housing advice locally. And, And many of the people who do find themselves homeless also have mental health problems uh, and they need help with getting help from the authorities. And how do you think campaigns like like this one, Mental Health Awareness Week and various campaigns that are, are done throughout the year, how do you think they help with especially the, to do with the stigma attached to mental health? I think any kind of discussion can only be good I wish that people would speak more openly. I do speak to people very openly about my background, about the mental health problems that have been quite pervasive uh, in my own family, obviously sort excluded. (laughs) (laughs) That's debatable. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yes, I, I... speak very very freely about it and sometimes people are a bit sort of taken aback but you can only begin to get over the stigma by making it the norm to speak about having mental health problems and we've supposedly come a long way in modern psychiatry but in lots of ways we haven't yeah and I suppose without having those conversations we're not going to move forward because it's it's great to have a campaign but unless we actually start talking real real talk we're not going to move forward are we no no not at all but people don't just need to have conversations with other people who have problems um that can be very helpful and very therapeutic but people need to have safe environments where they can be totally honest 
and not have to think, well, if I say this, you know, this is what people are going to think about me. Yes, and I suppose that's <clears throat> that depends on the environment that you find yourself in, whether that's conversations in the home, conversations in the workplace, um, conversations with your GP, for example, um, and they all require different levels, I suppose, of honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. So moving on to the questions, obviously the topic of the week is kindness. So I have six questions for you, if I may. Yes, you may. Go Question ahead. number one. What does the term kindness mean to you? Kindness to me is, it means an act. It's something that, an act that you do, uh, usually for someone else, um, and it, it generally requires a degree of forethought. So, you know, for example, at the moment, um, how can I be kind? What can I do for someone as an act of kindness to help them because they're having a tough time? And and, and that requires um, an element of forethought and planning. Um, there are other kinds of acts of kindness. You see someone walking on the street and they're struggling with some bags and you don't think you just automatically say, oh, can I help you? Um, That's all kindness. Um, But I think the kindness we're thinking about or prepared kindness um, generally requires some sort of forethought. Hmm. And do you think that by how you're using the term prepared kindness, it means that there is, it takes more of us to to show that kind of kindness? Yes, because it's, it, you know, you generally, if you're going to be kind to someone, you have to actually do an act. And, for example, you may want to cook a meal for someone. You may want to um, visit someone that you know is lonely. They all take... That all those situations mean that you have to put yourself out to some extent in order to be able to give properly Mm. to the others. And it also means that you have to be able to think um, and perceive other people's needs. Yeah. Okay. Second question, why is kindness, do you think, so important for us as humans? I think we all have a basic need to be to be cared for and when someone shows you acts of kindness it's a form of caring and it it boosts your sense of of well-being your sense of self Mm. i like that yeah yeah i like that the sense that actually you feel cared for when someone shows kindness towards you Uh, yeah Fantastic. Question three, what do you see as the connection between compassion and kindness? Um, Well, I think compassion is something that comes from very deep within. It's a sense, it's a feeling, it's something that's 
kind of almost deep in your soul because it's something that you feel. Some people automatically have compassion for animals or compassion for children. Um, It's something that I don't think like kindness, which you generally think about, how can I be kind? Compassion is almost inbuilt into your psyche. And you, you might see someone who's horribly disabled just walking on the street and you can sort of feel your heart bleeding for them. Mm. That's, to me, that's compassion. And it's interesting, somebody <clears throat> I spoke to recently said that they didn't believe that we were born as bad people or as evil people. We're born with good, and that's our natural predisposition as humans. And it's interesting that you've you said the similar thing here, that compassion is inbuilt. It kind of comes with the program. Yes, you know? yeah. It's a I, I, I do add on. Yeah, I believe it's inbuilt. Um, I can remember back as, as far back as nine, ten years old, feeling very powerful, uh, sort of strong emotions, which I now know were compassion, um, because it was there. It was inbuilt. Mm. So there's a sense that it's resonating. Something resonates with us, is what you're saying, there's something outside of us that resonates with something inside with us. Yes, yeah. You you see something and it immediately evokes a response. So the same the same way I don't know how it happens physiologically, but the same way that we're programmed hormonally, we look at um kittens, babies, and we go, oh, and something inside yeah. makes us feel they're so cute, which is a sort of actually a, um, a physical response, but we think it's an emotive response. Yes. yes. I, I don't know if compassion is the same, um, but I think it's a similar sort of response. And in the same way for you that you mentioned to the first question that kindness is an act... Do you think that compassion comes with an action or doesn't have to or should in order to fully be compassion or do you think it it can be other than an act? Compassion is a trigger. It's like a switch. Okay, I like that. Uh, uh, So I think if you see something, so for me, if I saw, um, I absolutely love animals. Um, I really, really love animals. So... If I saw an animal in distress, I wouldn't have to actually head think. The switch would go and I would be there like a shot. Yes. So it's, I get that. So it's like a trigger. Yeah. Therefore, it triggers an action of kindness almost. Yeah, it triggers an action of kindness. And people might say, well, oh, you are kind. But no, there was no other response for you. There was no other response for me. Because it's been triggered once I've seen it. Yes. But in order for that trigger to happen, we need to come into contact with something as humans that resonates with us. 
to trigger yes. that sense. Well, even right. sometimes we feel that when we read things, we see pictures. Yes, yes. And we something have that moves us. Responses, yeah. yeah. Moving on to question four, and we're talking about um, acts here. Can you give one or two examples of acts of kindness that you've witnessed in your day-to-day life that have stood out for you? Um, the, ooh, the acts of kindness that have stood out for me have been sort of not so recently um, when one of my housing clients who had mental health problems and she was really struggling she was very artistic and she'd obviously spent an awful lot of time creating a beautiful picture for me and then writing on the back of the the picture and that was her gift to me Um, and I've had other clients wanting to say thank you and they bring you a present and you know they haven't got two halfpennies to rub together. Mm. And you think that is so kind and generous. Mm. And so like now I have a, a, a really kind neighbour and she'll ring me up and say, I've just cooked such and such and I've put some aside for you. Mm. That's someone thinking about me. Yeah, and it's as you said before, it then... It, it it makes you feel cared for. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to yourself, is there one particular act of kindness that you've received yourself that stands out to you? Um, well, I have lots of nice things <laughs> for me. Um, acts of kindness, just, I, I think usually the small things. You know, the uncalled for bunch of flowers or box of chocolates and, you know, just things that are caring or saying, you know, let me do this for you. Let, you know, let let me cook or let me take you out and do something special just because, you know, not because it's your birthday or something like this. They have big impacts because they make, again, it's back to someone else making you feel good about yourself, making you feel cared for. Yes. Uh, which lifts your spirits and lifts your mood. Mm. Yes, and someone else I was just talking to about this mentioned um, that it makes you, when someone uh, does an act of kindness towards you, it, it makes you feel seen and noticed Mm. and it's very similar theme to feeling cared for as someone has seen and noticed you and not even in a need but they just noticed and they've seen you and that act of kindness Mm. has also shown that yeah yeah I, I think they're 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 quite connected those two things. So you might sort of stop um, and chat to someone who's homeless, not because they're begging, begging, but because you can see that they're homeless and they're sitting around 
Yes. Um, if you strike up a conversation with them and actually care about them, yes. genuinely care, and they can tell yes. your concerns for them. Um, yes. It, yeah, that's really important. It reminds me of um, many years ago when I used to do a, a lot of work with the homeless. Sitting down with one of them one day and we started talking and he was just explaining stuff to me about his life etc and he said you know what is the most difficult thing about being on the street is that you become invisible mm. and he said it's incredible with the hundreds and thousands of people that can walk past you on the street you become invisible and not because they don't see you it's because they choose not to see you and yes, it was very awesome. interesting <laughs> Yeah. Really interesting because it made me think it's true. We don't we don't not see them. I mean sometimes, yes, we might not see them, but for the most mm. part we do. But we choose to not see them. And from their perspective it was well, from his perspective anyway, to say that the one thing you feel is invisible which is so strange because you're seen by thousands and thousands of people. Mm. And he said, but you can't help feel invisible. And the problem with that is then that compounds the feeling of, of, of feeling unwanted. Well, yeah. Unwanted. And as you said, uncared for, etc. Yeah. So that's, that's really interesting. Um, so moving on to the last question, especially obviously in this current time that we're in with COVID-19 and people in lockdown experiencing isolation from friends and family and I'm sure many millions of people actually isolated alone and obviously with it being mental health awareness week what advice would you give to help people with self-kindness and remembering your connection that you made earlier between compassion and kindness how can people show self-kindness and um, well again i think there's the acts that you do an act of kindness so you you think and you think okay how can i be nice to myself okay um i'll sort out a nice meal or i'll relax in a lovely sort of gorgeous smelling bath or something or I won't make myself do this um that again they're acts of kindness that you would have to think about um but I think the whole thing of being compassion um towards yourself is much more difficult to answer and there there's probably kind of the mix of of subconscious and conscious because your acts of kindness to yourself whatever they might be are are kind of very conscious but then there's everything that's going on in the subconscious and you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself or you wake up and you have um you just feel rubbish and fed up and you're having a 
bad day. And I think the compassion towards yourself there is not to think, I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't do that. Is to allow yourself to be how you feel, to allow yourself. Um, I had a day recently and I woke up and I just felt really, really upset, irritated. Um, you know, I, like everyone else, am finding this very difficult. Um, and I just felt really irritable and upset. And I found myself banging about the kitchen. <laughs> being, being really difficult <laughs> and being really stroppy to everyone else and this little voice said no come on, you shouldn't be like that and then the real me said no <laughs> I should be like that Yeah, I, I, I am going to bang about and I am going to feel sorry for myself um, I am going to let it all out and you know, the same thing if you feel really, really, you know, fed up at the end of the day. Yeah, I am going to drink too much wine. So what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it because because letting go of that thing about what, what you should be, what you think other people think you should be, um, and just don't fight it all so much. So kind of like giving yourself a bit of a break, going a bit easier on yourself. Yeah. Uh, these, at the moment, I think we need really big breaks. Yes. Um, and like I said, if I, I if you want to bang about, I will bang about. <laughs> <laughs> the others don't like it, but... <laughs> that's what you need very understanding people around you. Um, yeah, I think that's a theme that's coming through for sure is being going easy on yourself a bit, you know, because it's an, especially at the moment, it's an extraordinary time and it, we're not in a normal place. And yeah. uh, it's it going to bring up all kinds of sides to ourselves that we probably never knew were there and yeah. have probably surprised us, you know. Um, and uh, at least for the people who I've spoken to, they're almost quite shocked at how they've, reacted or behaved and some people have no idea how to deal with that side of themselves yeah i think there's two things there there's what do me what do we mean when we say mental health problems yes because there's the i'm i'm getting depressed bit and there's people who have sort of much more serious mental health illnesses yes. sort of diagnosed illnesses um so there's the two different things there, but as you say, I in my life have had periods of depression and I've had postnatal depression and I'm actually, like you say, quite self-aware. I come across people that uh, just very recently, someone I know quite well, who keeps herself going by being busy, busy. And I think those people are people who've been hit quite hard. And she now is living alone and isolated and not busy. And I know at times she's felt quite suicidal. 
and so yes it's having a massive massive impact on people particularly those that live alone mm. and that's something that um i know so far within some of the interviews we've not really touched on is the issue of suicide but it is something that is obviously very prevalent anyway regardless and outside mm. of being in lockdown and isolation but it's obviously something that is um becoming or or coming more into the forefront during this this time and i know on 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 the website on the breathe website there is a um a page there for with addresses and and uh emails and telephone numbers of um support that you can find there so if you do know somebody or you come across people who may be struggling with things like suicidal thoughts etc please do check those um check those out because there is support out there and it's it is important that we do talk about these things as well because they're very very important um yes yeah, yeah and i reach think out. don't suffer reach out yes well yeah someone else was mentioning before about um it's important to to ask for help even, yeah. even if it's difficult um but yeah as i said on the breathe key website on the key support page there are um various charities and support groups there for you to check out and um contact for support and help for some people they um it they need to sort of find resources to help them recognize that they might actually be depressed. As yeah. you say, someone who's never been depressed before. Mm. So why am I sleeping all the time? Why have I got no energy? Why um, am I not getting up? And Why am I not getting up? Yeah. Why am I getting tearful? Um, and if you've not been through that before, then you're not going to instantly recognise it as being depressed. And this is where it comes back to what you were saying before about being able to just talk. Yeah, talk. Yeah. And that's, and that's you know, hopefully what things like these radio interviews and the Mental Health Awareness Week will continue to do, which is drive the conversation. Um, that is the end of the interview thank you very much for your no, uh, input you're very welcome. and uh, your openness as well um you've been listening to the breathe key and this is the radio interview for mental health awareness week and the theme of the week is kindness so hopefully these are um inspiring more acts of kindness as they go around the globe please do check out the other radio interviews and subscribe to thebreathekey.com to stay up to date for future blogs and podcasts. Thank you very much for joining.